0: Brought to you by the Mounds candy bar. Uh, the candy bar that you, if you put it out for free, you'll have them all left over for yourself.
1: Sixth grade. In sixth grade, we took a school trip to Spain. And on the plane, uh, you, you were served uh, food and then you were served dessert. Uh, like the dessert was included in this big platter thing that you got. Uh, and I was really excited about the dessert. And I was like, oh, look, we are getting grapes. And I took <laughs> one of them and I put it in my mouth and I bit into it. And it turned out to be a green olive and not an actual green grape. And... Uh, the sensation was under like since ever since I have hated olives like they 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 are subpar grapes they they are not edible they're the worst grape <laughs> they are literally the worst grape
0: now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with
1: reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together It's the Substandard Expanded Universe.
0: Welcome to a micro episode of the SSEU podcast. You thought Thomas was going to do the intro. Well, you thought wrong. That's right. It's the Halloween episode, and boy, do we have a show for you. Do we? Actually, actually, we don't. (laughs) We really don't. Ryan has sick kids or something, so we're here with a micro episode. It's just Thomas and me. We're missing the third kind of heat. (laughs) <laughs> um we'll see how this goes, Thomas. What do we have going on the show
1: i I thought you were doing the hosting oh, that's right. I'm doing the hosting well we uh we're gonna talk okay about... this is this is already bad let 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 me do this uh so uh, as most of you are aware the the word series was recently decided where Boston Red Sox managed to conquer capture another championship title and I think that this uh, speaks to or raises the debate that that isn't new, uh, but the issue of which is the best or the greatest sports city in the United States. I think that you can make a plausible case for Boston. You can probably make a plausible case for the city of New York. But uh, Ryan, as (laughs) I guess, as the sole American on this podcast, do you have any thoughts on this?
0: Did you just call me Ryan? Oh! (laughs)
1: Chris, as the sole American on this podcast, do you have any thoughts on this topic?
0: Yes, I do have thoughts on this topic. I am very reluctant to hand this to New York City, which had um, such a natural advantage with the New York Yankees, such a financial advantage, where they... Have 27 World Series titles. That uh, if if we're just talking quantity, that's that's kind of unfair. Where what? the Knicks aren't really pulling their weight. Although you might say that the that their hockey teams have done pretty well. The Metro uh, hockey teams. Go ahead. What's your what's your beef with that why
1: why why is it an unfair natural advantage for the
0: economics of the game in the 20th century slanted towards New York
1: okay uh so you mentioned you mentioned the Yankees uh, you mentioned their basketball team what about what about football
0: football let me see I, I saw something here it says the Giants have won seven NFL championships but that's only three Super Bowls I I'm not interested in counting championships in the previous era the non Super Bowl era, so they, they have three Super Bowls, which is pretty good. Um, when, when was the last one? They uh, Eli Manning beat the Patriots twice, like kind of unbelievably, actually, both times. Uh, so the, the sorry, Eli Manning for the New York Giants beat the Patriots. Uh, one of them was the Patriots' perfect season that was ruined by the Giants and the helmet catch. David Tyree it was a whole thing.
1: I I have a vague idea what this means. Um, <laughs> It was it was just
0: a a crazy crazy play. Eli Manning was wrapped up by somebody. Don't tweet at me. Uh, Eli Manning <laughs> was wrapped up and let go, and he launched this pass downfield. And David Tyree caught this pass as um what's who's the guy who's on Sunday Night Football now? How um, am I
1: supposed to know?
0: Anyway, the the safety tried like tried with all his might to hit it out of his hands and instead he pinned the ball to his helmet and that was actually the last catch that David Tyree made in the NFL he never made another catch Uh, and it was one of the most amazing catches in NFL history so yeah uh New York Giants have uh two Super Bowls Uh, with Eli Manning who like when you look at like when you look at Eli Manning's face like what do you think honestly (laughs) Like, let's just be honest. What what do you see when you look at his face? Do you think intelligent? Like, this is an intelligent human being?
1: Uh, I I think big chin. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, he, he always
0: looks like he's just stumped. Like you have just asked him <laughs> a very complicated math problem.
1: <laughs> so I don't I don't think we should be uh, passing judgment on Eli Manning's intelligence in this podcast.
0: He won two Super Bowls. I I can't.
1: You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, but but so are the are the best quarterbacks or do the best quarterbacks have to be really intelligent? Generally, yeah, so does this fit? Well, I mean, but it, but it's not like
0: it's not uh you know physics or even the future of war. it's uh, <laughs> split second decisions, um it's a different kind of intelligence, but you can't be a successful quarterback and be dumb
1: right. So I always had the impression that one of the reasons. That people thought Andrew Luck would be successful was because he was also very gifted academically. He went to Stanford, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and so they they have ways of measuring intelligence. And so I've have you ever taken the Wonderlick test? I have no idea what this is. Can okay, I-, I think it measures kind of decision making and and mental acuity in in a different way other than like academics. Uh, now, obviously, the people Th- that are wait. Really so question: well on it.
1: Does it measure street smarts?
0: like what to do if you're you know in an alley and (laughs) you get jumped by a gang is like that kind of street smarts i i don't know if that question's on there
1: oh okay because i i have frequently been described as being book smart but incredibly street dumb um
0: would you care to share some anecdotes of of examples of being street dumb.
1: I would not. I would, on the (laughs) other hand. uh, I I, I am interested in making the case for Boston as the greatest sports city in the United States. So uh, in this century, I believe that Boston has won more championship titles uh, in the big four professional sports. So we're talking baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. They're in the double digits uh, by now. And each team, so each team in each sport, they have at least one title. Yeah, um, yeah. And when you look at all time, the only city that has more sports title is the city of New York. But yeah. I think that recency probably should matter here as well.
0: You make a sound argument. I can't uh, I can't really take issue with that. Um, I'm a big NBA fan, and in the NBA, the... the two teams with the most championships by far are boston and los angeles and they really own that now again recency doesn't have boston winning a lot of nba championships but yeah the the bruins won a championship in what year is that recently the celtics won one this century red sox have won four and the patriots have won five this century which is uh, really the best argu- argument you can make. You know, other than that, you don't have, you know, so the Los Angeles is dominated by the Lakers, success, I, and I don't know what other cities you could talk about after that. Like, there are some kind of ones that are known for being losers. Um, you have St. Louis, with which wins a lot in <laughs> baseball, but St. Louis really, I mean, they've got baseball and they've got a hockey team. They don't even have.
1: I was in uh, St. Louis that other weekend uh, visiting some friends, and the degree of resentment that they mm. feel about the fact that the Rams are gone and that they are now doing extraordinarily well is, is very tangible. Like you, you could tell when when I was talking with people there, they were they they felt really hurt by the fact that the Rams moved to LA and that they are now. They absolutely-
0: should. Do you realize that the owner who moved them from St. Louis to LA is from St. Louis? Isn't his name
1: crunky or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he's. From I mean, St- he's a billionaire.
0: He's from St. Louis, but he has uh, the opportunity to make even more money by, you know, building a stadium. And, and it's not just the stadium; it's it's the whole development around the stadium that's going to be um, intense. Unless you know the NFL folds in five years
1: because of you know chronic brain injuries. But, so there's that. There's that. <laughs> but isn't that? So I don't know how much you know about European sports, but isn't this the problem with American sports in general—that it is so it is driven by profit? So you have you have very few teams that are actually owned by the members. I, I can only I believe the only one is the Green Bay Packers. Is that a common thing in Europe? It is a very common thing in Europe. So in quite a few countries in Europe. They have on the books laws which dictate that sports clubs have to be owned to 50% by the members and that they cannot be owned by, say, investment companies or stock owners or whatever have you.
0: So what do you mean by the members? Like community members or athletes or... or-
1: no, members from, from the community or the region or just ordinary yeah. supporters. So yeah. I, for yeah. example, still have... Uh, I renew it every year. I, share. I have... no. It's not a share. It's just a membership in my, uh, my regional professional hockey team, uh, which allows me to go to the annual membership meeting where you get to vote on different issues involving the club and things like that. So would you
0: hire a general manager to... Make the personnel decisions?
1: (laughs) No, those decisions are left up to to the board of the club, and the board of the club is elected at this membership meeting.
0: How about just general uh, budget? Because as you know, um, or may not know, uh, baseball has no salary cap. They have a luxury tax that kicks in, but teams like Los Angeles and New York and Boston, and I say that as if there's just one team in each of those places, um, the, <laughs> the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Red Sox famously go far above, and they pay a ton in luxury tax um, for spending because they spend so much. How
1: can they afford um, that?
0: Uh, TV revenue.
1: Okay. Uh, as as members of, of this hockey club, we do not have direct input on, on certain line items in the budget but the board has to come to us when they are going to make bigger decisions. Like, say that the club wants to, to buy the arena. Uh, they do put it to the membership of a club. So, one thing about crowning the the best sports city in, in the United States, I would like to suggest that it isn't just about the number of titles. What else is it about, Thomas? Well, it can also be about the, the passion that a community has for a sports team. So So it, you're
0: going to use this as justification to pick which crappy city. As
1: Stillwater, a, Oklahoma. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, no, but, but think about Green Bay and, and the Green Bay Packers. Oh my gosh,
0: Don't, do not, no, no.
1: Or think about uh, various... Canadian hockey teams that have not won the Stanley Cup in God knows how long, but still, the passion and the, the love for hockey that citizens of various Canadian cities have for the sport is unparalleled anywhere in the, the United fans States. fans
0: of the Winnipeg Jets, I salute you.
1: Exactly! Winnipeg Jets, a few years ago, they got a the new NHL team, they sell out almost every game, they might have one of the smaller arenas uh, in the NHL NHL but part of that is because Winnipeg is one of the smaller cities in the NHL but the passion that Winnipeg Jets fans have for their team that they have for the sport is probably unparalleled no no Minnesotans can at me at twitter right
0: oh now. my gosh that, no okay. but
1: but in general do, do you need y- to
0: go to a Minnesota Wild game i guess
1: but but do you think this makes sense like that it's not just about titles yeah yeah, but I mean, I, I
0: hate to say it, JVL, but Philly fans are trash. Um, <laughs> I, I know JVL's defense is they care so much, but I mean, like they built a jail at at Lincoln Financial Field. Like it's the only stadium that actually has a jail. Um, because what? they knew that, That I mean, they booed Santa Claus. Yeah, I mean, they're,
1: they're bad fans. Did you see their new mascot? No. Oh, have you not seen Gritty? Uh, no. So Gritty... G R I T T Y is this new mascot that appears at Philadelphia Flyers home games and in various videos and promotional material from the club. And he is just an asshole. So he embodies the true nature and the true spirit. Yes. In what way? Well, so he gets up to mischief. He in, in various videos that the Philadelphia Flyers have put up on Twitter or Instagram and Facebook, he will get up to pranks and he will prank uh, fans of other teams. He's, he's just a jackass. I feel like they are trying to capture the true essence of what it means to be oh, a Philadelphia, oh,
0: movie, too, Philadelphia fan.
1: Yeah. What is a
0: Flyer anyway?
1: I am not sure. I, I actually don't
0: know. <laughs> Because University of Dayton, they're the flyers, and that makes sense. The Wright brothers were from Dayton. I don't know what the Philadelphia flyers are. Are they like like people handing out religious tracts, like little flyers? Like, here's a flyer. The one city that we didn't mention uh, that I think should be mentioned because of recency, not total titles... But that would be uh, the Bay Area. San Francisco 49ers have won a number of Super Bowls. Uh, Golden State Warriors have won a number of uh-huh. championships in a row. The San Francisco Giants have won a number of World Series somewhat recently. Um, so, I mean, that's they've done pretty well recently.
1: Okay, so San Francisco might be up there. Uh, what about the city of Chicago? Uh,
0: the Bears won one Super Bowl once upon a time. <laughs> um, I guess the Blackhawks are pretty good they won there the, the, they won a few
1: the blackhawks have been really good recently and they, there are some arguments of whether they had a dynasty or not there for a few years the, the thing that Patrick
0: Kane that's a name I know
1: <laughs> uh, the, the thing that really annoys me with um Chicago Blackhawks fans is that a lot of them only became fans of the team after the team yeah. became good.
0: So that's like that's like C- uh, Seattle Seahawks fans. Like they had no fans up until they were um, un- until Russell Wilson came to town. I have to hand it to Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, <laughs> they- no, they don- don't laugh.
1: Okay, <laughs> do go on.
0: I mean, uh, they uh, have a sellout streak uh, for football. And Lincoln, Nebraska is not a big town. And they have a big stadium there too. Uh, and they have a sellout streak going back to like 1973. Um, I, 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 so through thick and thin, they, they, they sell out.
1: I have uh, I have friends who went to University of Nebraska. And I believe, I think I have this correct, is that on game days, Memorial Stadium in Lincoln is technically or would be the third largest city in the if, state. That is true.
0: Yeah, Omaha is a legit decent size, maybe 800,000 in metro or maybe a million in the metro area. Um, and then I think Lincoln, Nebraska would be the second biggest with like 250,000. And then the next biggest on that day would be the stadium. Yeah. Because there's like 90,000 or something in the stadium.
1: All right. So before we leave, uh, there is one last thing uh, I thought that we should talk about. So can you guess what my favorite soda is? It's, uh,
0: do, the, do the Swedes make soda?
1: The the Swedes do make soda and, and there are Swedish sodas but but my favorite soda isn't Swedish.
0: I know what? it's not root beer <laughs> um, so what else is there? All Oak? Right. Uh,
1: no so my favorite soda uh, Fanta.
0: Orange or grape or what?
1: Orange. Uh, uh, orange well specifically there is there is a flavor we have in Sweden and it is Fanta wild berries and it's it's amazing. Do you know the origin story of Fanta? No I don't. So Fanta is, is not quite as old as Coca-Cola and Fanta has its origin story in the Second World War when the German branch of Coca-Cola industries, they could no longer make Coca-Cola because they couldn't import the ingredients that they needed. So instead, they invented this, this new soda, this new pop drink called Fanta. So Fanta is actually an invention during in Nazi Germany during the Second World War. It's not. I wonder only, why you like it. Yeah, it's not only my favorite soda. It is also Vic's favorite soda. <laughs> uh,
0: this is not verified, but I guess we could assume so.
1: I'm sure it's fine. Be our guest. Be our guest. That's that's all I know of, that song. <laughs> I'm that's sorry. all I know, too. <laughs> no,
0: something about putting something to the test. Put our hospital... Te- no, that's to me. <laughs> Put us to the test? I don't know. On, uh,
1: on uh, Friday evening, we had a big uh, ABBA discussion. There were certain Americans in the group who uh, didn't know any other ABBA songs besides Dancing Queen. And so I... Count, count count me among them. <laughs> and so I made sure to perform uh, a bunch of other ABBA songs to see if they had ever heard of them. So you, like,
0: unironically like ABBA? Yes. Uh, what I don't understand is, like, surely there's been music made since ABBA.
1: Yeah, but it might not be as good. <laughs> really? Mama I mean, me I guess I'm just picturing Dancing again. Queen. My, my, how can I resist you? Also, I can't sing, so that's another thing.